And here we are today on Doctors in the House. Today I have one of my best friends who is also a dentist, general dentist here in the Silver Spring area with me. It's Dr. William Kelson, one of my main men. And I am Dr. William A. Taylor. Today we're filling in for Dr. Daryl Hill and we're going to discuss uh, various things in dentistry uh, that, that you people should, you know, take a little heed to and... Uh, kind of take our advice on. So we'll start with uh, my man, <laughs> Dr. Dr. William Kelson. Question to you, man. When, we, when, when patients come in our office, diagnostically, you know, they're like, why do we have to take these x-rays? Why do you have to do this? Why this? Tell me in your opinion and help me here explain to everyone why we, we do things in a systematic manner such as the exam, then we take the x-rays and things of that nature. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in. Um, again, I'm Dr. William Kelson. I have a practice in Silver Spring, Maryland. I've been practicing there over 20 years. Um, um, it's a comprehensive dental practice. Uh, we do all forms of dentistry. Um, everything from basic cleanings to root canals, extractions, um, we've been doing implants now, so it's, um, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a good thing to be in dentistry right now. Um, the question that you ask, we get that from a lot of patients. They just want to come in, they just want to get their teeth clean, they don't want to um, take x-rays. Um, but just like anything else, we try our best. We are doctors. We have a doctor. You have a DMD, right? What do you have? I have a DDS. A DDS. I have, that means doctor oh, of dental, dental surgery. surgery. So we basically, um, in dental school, we learn the same way that um, physicians do. We learn everything about the body, the nerves, the blood vessels, the veins, and everything such as that. And we also learn the way that these things uh, are affected by the oral cavity. Mm -hmm. So we are doctors, so we do a diagnosis. Um, when a patient comes in, we take x-rays. We chart them, we take their blood pressure. Um, we do an oral, man oral, oral medicine screen. Um, we look at everything because we want to be comprehensive. We don't want to just be someone who just cleans teeth. So doing a full diagnostic workup, x-rays, charting of the teeth, charting of cavities, cavities, what we call periodontal probing of the teeth, lets us know exactly the status that person is in. Um, doing that comprehensive um, workup also can actually help them or prevent them from having other medical problems. You can actually diagnose um, diabetes, heart disease, um, lung problems just from doing a thorough, thorough, thorough di diagnosis or workup of that patient. So when a patient's at, well, why do I have to say? Because there are certain things we can't see. There are a lot of things we can't see. It would be impossible for me to do um, a service to a patient without taking the proper x-rays. I can only see the outside of the tooth. Mm -hmm. I can't see the inside of the tooth. I can't see below the gum line. So therefore, having that x-ray lets me see everything that's going on inside the tooth as well as below the gum line so I can make a proper diagnosis. Okay. That was a long answer to a short question. No problem, <laughs> no problem. Also, uh, both of us in our, both our practices, we use what we call digital x-rays now, yeah. which is probably the highest quality of a diagnostic aid that you're going to get close to. Uh, you know, a lot of doctors are also buying the, 
big expensive cone beams, cone beams right. but uh, you know we haven't arrived there yet <laughs> you know but well, that's another means in three-dimensional um, what is it three-dimensional diagnostics. Diagnostic, yes. diagnostic aids mm -hmm. in which we do take those cone beams when dr. Kelson and I do do implants because right. what it does is it keeps us out of trouble of uh, placing an implant let's say on a nerve or you know, rupturing a blood, an a blood vessel or oh, yeah, some sure. artery, and also, you know, it placing it in the correct place. Going through the bone. Yeah, going yeah. through the bone. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that wouldn't be so, fun. and that wouldn't be a good <laughs> good thing. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So today we're going to discuss also um, when a patient comes in, and let's say uh, the patients, you know, you do your probing, okay, and the patient's bleeding, okay. Let's talk about um, the, the number of millimeters of a pair, you know, when we perio-probe of what is, uh, you know, acceptable to what is moderate to severe, what we call periodontal disease. Okay. Well, what, first of all, when a, when a patient comes in, and that's part of the whole myth thing that we'll talk about later, mm -hmm. um, and bleeding, you just, you just mentioned bleeding. Okay, so... When a patient comes in and they say, my gums bleed, okay, that's part of a myth. Most people think that bleeding gums are kind of, that's okay, it's natural. Everybody gums bleed a little bit. But I ask, I will ask a patient, well, if your arm was bleeding, would you think that's normal for your arm to just bleed like that? And most of them would say, well, no, no, my arm shouldn't be bleeding. Something has to be wrong to cause your gums to bleed, okay? And so... Bleeding gums is the earliest sign of what we call periodontal gum disease. And that should let you know something is wrong. So for those out there who, are, who brush their teeth and they, or they wake up in the morning with um, blood on their pillow or when they rinse out and they spit and they're spitting out blood, they should know that there's something wrong. Usually the causative agent for that is plaque, tartar, and the bacteria that's associated with that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so brushing flossing reduces the amount of bleeding okay so anyway once again bleeding gums is not normal okay so we will do a probe and a probe basically is it's um it's an instrument that goes below the gum and it will calibrate um, how far um, there's what we call detachment of your gum is um, from the surrounding structure the bone or the tooth and that probe has got millimeter markings on it and those markings let you know if it's two or three millimeters outside of normal or five or ten millimeters outside of normal. And so those instruments are used strategically around each tooth to gather, again, more information. Part of the whole diagnostic process is what we're talking about. And we'll get, again, more deeper into okay. that with the bleeding and things such as that later. Okay. Okay. Now, we're going we're gonna to talk about myths in <laughs> dentistry. Right. Very fun. He and I <laughs> talk about every day about some facet, you know, in dentistry, and mm -hmm. the myth facet has come up. Mm -hmm. um, a myth. myth. I don't have to go to the dentist until my tooth hurts. Okay, well, truthfully, you, you really never have to go to the dentist. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to do anything in this world, okay? But that's just like me saying me, I never have to go to the doctor until my chest 
starts to hurt, or I'm, I'm, or I'm feeling a little wheezy, or, uh, or I can't stand up, okay? Going to the dentist should be as regular as going to your physician, um, as, um, as regular going to church, um, something like that. Because what happens is that, once again, we talked about we do a comprehensive workup of a patient. Um, we can prevent um, certain systemic problems um, just by examining um, your teeth. So if there ever is a, when we get to the pain threshold, when we get to the area where you're actually having pain, then it's already too late. Again, once again, it's like, okay, I'm having a heart attack. Now it's time for me to go to my doctor. Wrong time, okay? Uh, I'm having problems getting up the stairs. Now I should go to my doctor. Wrong time. The, the right time to go to a dentist is at least once a year, most likely once every six months, so that the doctor can do a proper exam to find out if you are a candidate, just like we, we always use the word candidate in medicine now, a candidate for diabetes, if you're a candidate for gum disease, okay? Um, and that's, are you a candidate for caries? There are people that are cav cavities prone, um, hereditary-wise, okay? There are more people that are periodontally prone, hereditary-wise, okay? So if you have a history in your family, and the way, only way you know that is by going to the dentist and saying, having a proper exam, medical history check, and saying, did your mother, did your grandfather, did they lose their teeth early? Um, some people just have weak teeth, mm -hmm. okay? Enamel dysplasia, okay, where the teeth or the enamel does not form properly. But how do you know that if you don't go to a dentist? Correct. Yeah? Another myth. I don't have to brush my teeth every day. <laughs> well, I mean, there are a lot of jokes that come out of that one. Okay? They don't brush only the teeth that you want to keep, you know? That's one of the, one of the jokes that come out of that. But um, teeth brushing, again, is just, just part of your everyday hygiene. You have to and you should brush your teeth not only every day, but you should brush your teeth after every meal, okay? Because small films form on your teeth and the stickiness of that film that's left behind is added is additive. Every time you eat, that more stickiness, more buildup gets on your teeth. So if you eat four times a day, four or five times a day, and if you only brush in once a day, well you're missing, you know, three, four times a day with your oral hygiene. So that that's a big myth that you do that you don't have to brush your teeth every day. Mm -hmm. Okay. Another myth. Okay. I'm going to ask you something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Last myth for you. Should I brush my tongue? Why, what's the importance mm. of brushing my tongue? Wow. That's, um, that's a good one. Okay. Should I brush my tongue? Well, we're sitting kind of close. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, your tongue carries um, odor. Okay. And the reason why you t brush your tongue is, is for several reasons. The, the real scientific reason is that there are minor salivary mm -hmm. uh, glands on your tongue called papillae. And these papillae um, are on various positions of the front, the middle, and the back of your tongue. And these papillae, believe it or not, um, help you to taste food. So um, if, say, some, for instance, you go somewhere sometimes, say the food don't taste as good, they don't taste like it used to. Well, you may want to check your tongue because these papillae, if they're occluded or if they're dirty or if they're covered over, then these papillae are not working the way that they should to gather the correct information from the food, something sweet, something bitter, something spicy, 
um, something that just has a, a, a great taste to it, you might be missing that because these papillae have been covered by the plaque, again, the tartar, the film, the bacteria, and the information is not getting there. Also, these papillae will grow. So the bacteria um, acts on these papillae um, as a nutrient, okay? And the bacteria just sits there, and also that bacteria is giving off waste. Now, it smells. So that's where a lot of people get bad breath from because their tongue is, um, is dirty. So every now and then you should stick your tongue out and just brush it, okay? Every day, that's part of your oral hygiene, okay? So it's very important to brush your tongue, mm -hmm. okay? I mean, we're sitting a little close, so, you know, I just want to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ask me a myth. Okay. Um, one of the myths is, okay, well, I don't have to brush my teeth because my teeth are going to fall out when I get older anyway. Mm -hmm. So your teeth just fall out when you get old. That's a myth. Is it a myth? I don't know. Is it a myth? That is definitely a myth. So I guess I'm going to place this on the older generations okay. who basically put that out there. Okay. When you get older, your teeth is going to do nothing but fall out. Well, they, that did happen back in, I guess, the early days. Okay. Only because no one went to the, to the dentist. Right. You know, they would not brush, they would not floss. It was, you know, not institutionalized in mm -hmm. the home setting. So what happened? Bacteria mm -hmm. created, you know, uh, let's say cavities or, or the holes as our patients come in and say. Then after a while that tooth becomes, you know, brittle. Or loose. Or loose. Yeah, back then they called it pyorrhea. Pyorrhea of the gums. They didn't call it periodontal disease. They called right. it pyorrhea of the gums. They really didn't know what, what it was. Right. Because um, scientifically, we didn't know what it was. Right. Until the term um, periodontitis came along and periodontists found out, oh, there are bacteria that's actually eating away at the bone mm -hmm. and that causing that tooth to get loose. Okay, right. and so now we termed it periodontal gum disease. Mm -hmm. So, as the old folk call it, you got pyorrhea gum. You got pyorrhea gum. <laughs> so, and right. I think, too, um, in our community, the African American community, diabetes mm -hmm. runs rampant. Wow, yeah. Mm -hmm. I have seen patients that were normal, mm -hmm. teeth were fine, and then. At one appointment, they would come in and there's looseness. And I think a lot of this, uh, when, when, when the older individuals years ago, you know, before they even started really being aware of uh, type 2 diabetes, mm -hmm. teeth would get loose. And their, you know, myths arise from that because teeth will get loose. Right. You know, you'll, you, you'll lose the structure around the gum line. And the next thing you have what we call mobility of plus three, which is very a very mobile tooth, in which that tooth could, you know, fall out, or or you know, and and it can happen in just a short period of time. Well, there's a, I mean there's a direct correlation between periodontal gum disease um, and diabetes, mm -hmm. and vice versa. Okay, both have to be controlled. Okay, so. If you're a diabetic, you must, you must um, 
adhere to strict, strict, strict oral hygiene regimen, okay? Mm -hmm. Or you will not control your diabetes, again, and, and, and vice versa. So um, that's, that's so important, okay? And so that myth about you just get old and your teeth fall out, that's, that's just a myth. I, mean, I don't plan on losing my teeth when I get on. And I yes. tell patients when they come in, well, you know, you're not going to just lose your teeth from old age. Again, there is a correlation between um, um, heredity and mm -hmm. maybe mom or dad. But if you take really good care of your teeth, okay, mm -hmm. if you control your diet, and you will not lose your teeth just because you turn 70 or 80 years old. Mm -hmm. Okay, so those those that we gotta we gotta get rid of some of these myths that we just don't understand. You know that mm -hmm. you know that kind of plague our community and let us mm -hmm. let us think that because you know. Yeah. Well, and, and one of the biggest myths that that <laughs> we 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 laugh at all the time: patient comes in and says, "I have a hole in my tooth, but it doesn't hurt." Mm. Why? Why do I need a root canal? I, I think, can't you just put something in there? Can't you just fill this tooth? Well, <laughs> okay. So this is, um, I mean, a lot of these are myths, and these are things that we see every day. Mm -hmm. um, I'll go to the dentist when it hurts, okay? Or I have a hole in it, but it doesn't hurt. So therefore, why do, we, why do you... And they're, they're not talking to me. They're talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> why do you have to bother it? The word is bother. Why do you have to put a filling in it if it doesn't hurt? Um, so the, the, once it starts to hurt, once again, that's the wrong time to treat it. Wrong okay? time because inflammation, right? Swelling, exactly. Uh, pus and exudate, <laughs> intraoral, extraoral swelling, right? All of that, all of the above, and you right. get that call about three o'clock in the morning well you get that call because i go to sleep <laughs> i don't go to sleep i wake up he know. wakes up yeah he wakes up but you know all this can be preventive again going back to when you come in to our office we take the diagnostic radiograph well, can, can we back up just a little bit sure okay because what you just said about the tooth um has a hole it's not hurting why mm -hmm. do you have to have a root canal, okay? So um, initially, if you have a hole in your tooth, it doesn't hurt, okay? Because you have the enamel layer that's probably in it, probably maybe into the second layer, which is the dentin layer of the tooth, okay? But once it gets to the nerve layer, okay, it will start hurting, okay? And, and some of you may have experienced that. The tooth was hurting, and then all of a sudden, there's, you know, pixie dust or something, and the tooth doesn't hurt no more. Wow, okay, I'm good. Mm -hmm. You're not good, okay? Um, that just means that the nerve has completely died off, okay? The bacteria is settled in because there is a live nerve and there's what we call a dead nerve. A live nerve, is, say for instance, I cut my skin, okay? And I could probably go in there and find a nerve vessel in there. But what happens in a tooth is that once bacteria gets in there, it just eats away at the nerve and the nerve turns to what I like to tell patients, it turns into mush peanut butter that's what it looks like mm -hmm. once the nerve is dead it looks just like peanut butter or any other um, dead material so now it doesn't hurt anymore mm -hmm. okay but you're not out of the woods okay that tooth could sit like that for 10 years okay and mm -hmm. never ever have a problem 20 years or it could be like that for three months okay but that bacteria is just swimming around in there and waiting for the opportunity to mm -hmm. cause swelling okay mm -hmm. um, or 
pain because it's got to go deeper and there's a, uh, a lower lying nerve that'll get to or an upper lying nerve that'll get to it and then it'll start firing off and then you're like oh my god you know mm -hmm. then they call you at three o'clock in the morning yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> and so um what happens is that the root canal again i don't know you um, we don't do pipe cleaning anymore i mean when i was in school we had to clean these little pipes you know when we're in in scientific lab but uh, a root canal is sort of like a, a mini brush and it goes down into the tooth and it kind of pipes clean that tooth out mm -hmm. until it's to the, all the bacteria flush out. Again, we're talking peanut butter or, mm -hmm. or baked potato or something like that. So it cleans it out, okay? And then there's a synthetic material that goes down and, and closes or, or closes off that hole now so that no more bacteria mm -hmm. can get it. Now the tooth is okay. And if you do have a tooth, um, just want to say, if you do have a tooth that it has hurt and it hurt for a while and then all of a sudden stop hurting, and you need to be careful. You need to get to your dentist because that tooth is harboring bacteria and it can also cause death, okay? Because the bacteria will travel to the brain or to the heart mm -hmm. and, and it can cause death. I hate to say that, but um, there's been many, many, many documented cases of, mm -hmm. of death associated with a um, infected tooth. And mm -hmm. so it's, it's something that we do not take lightly, okay? Mm -hmm. um, it's not something that you should take lightly as, mm -hmm. as a patient, okay, as a consumer. We're going to go to a commercial break, and then we're going to come back. And let's start with, uh, when we come back, talking about a little of that bacteria, let's say, on a tooth in the upper arch, as you just stated, how serious that can be going to the, to the maxillary sinus. Sure. Okay. Station break. In 2018, I personally helped several people reclaim their healthy lives with a ketogenic lifestyle. Together with our team at Wakaya Perfection, we have helped over 4,000 people struggling with weight loss burn off unwanted fat naturally, control hypertension, type 2 diabetes, and high cholesterol with our Beulah Fit Keto Fuel Shake and high-impact ginger and turmeric. Contact me for yours. Buttons about that keto life .com. That's B U. U T T O N S B O U T T H A T K E T O L I F E dot M Y W A K A Y A dot com or call 202-875-3926. This is a keto-friendly diet and weight loss expectation is approximately one to two pounds per week. Individual results can and will vary. Business owners, looking for a place to advertise your business and promote your products and services? VoxWave is the right place. We have over 10,000 views a day and 70,000 listeners a month. For more information, contact Reg Gaskins at 240-832-4455. VoxWave now features a streaming radio media player on our website's front page where local artists can get their music played 24-7. For more information on getting your music in rotation or to perform live at our studio, contact Reg Gaskins at 240-832-4455. Android users, the VoxWave app is now available in the Google Play Store. Download the app today on your Android device to listen in and view programs. Back to doctors in the house. Doctors in the house. <laughs> so 
what we were just discussing before we took a, a break was how infection can travel uh, from an upper tooth into your sinus. Uh, the sinus cavity is a very complicated cav concavity in which uh, a lot of times we have roots that are actually in the sinus. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and that's why most of us will refer those teeth if they're to be extracted to the oral surgeon mm -hmm. because you can actually pull that sinus bottom out as you're extracting a tooth or sometimes fracture you know, the plate right. mm -hmm. back there. But mainly, if there is decay that has extended into the nerve tissue on an upper tooth, it has to go somewhere. So that infection mm -hmm. is going to go straight up. And at the bottom of the root, it's going to come right out of there and into the sinus cavity. And then we have a major problem. Major problem. Yeah, again, once again, going back to that tooth that has, it, has the key in it and that has not been treated or the tooth that previously had pain and the, the decay um, has caused the pain no longer, um, caused the tooth no longer to be in pain, we have to deal with that tooth one way or another, either by extracting that tooth, taking it out, okay, uh, root canal in that tooth, okay. Mm -hmm. um, those are the two um, forms of treatment once, it, once the nerve has been violated by bacteria. Um, the sinus cavity drains, you know, all the fluids in the body, okay? So if the fluid is, um, if all the fluids in the body are being drained through the sinus cavity and the tooth has an active bacteria, well, that active bacteria, once again, is traveling throughout your body, um, going into your heart, your lungs, um, and even there's something called aspiration pneumonia, where mm -hmm. that bacteria goes into your lungs and causes infection. So there's so many ways <laughs> in which uh, bacteria from your teeth can enter in your, to your body system. That's why it is so important to deal with that decay too, mm -hmm. or with that periodontal disease, and not just leave it as my teeth are getting loose, or my gums just bleed, you know, grandma gums bleed or my dad gums bleed. It's not that simple anymore because now we know so much more about how those um, fluids travel, how the bacteria travels and things. So, mm -hmm. you know, in fact, if it does get into the sinus and it does uh, cause a brain abscess or something such as that, um, you will um, expire from those, from that. So it's very, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a complicated system, but it's a very simple system in fact, in how things happen in the body. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> hopefully you're getting some good information yeah. out there today. And uh, we're going to move on to some more pleasant things in dentistry. <laughs> yeah, 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 we're going to yeah, start yeah. talking about some cosmetic <laughs> dental work, such as uh, crowns, veneers, uh, implants. Implants. Great things. We love it. There's a lot going on in dentistry right now, man. It's just, I mean, dentistry is exploding with all, all types of stuff. Um, and every, just, and, but the other thing is that it seems, though, um, that our dental education is going down as, you know, as opposed to medical. People are educating themselves medically, but in terms of dental-wise, they're not um, so, mm -hmm. so um, educated in terms of that. So we want to bring some of these things to the forefront. Okay. Okay. So, I'll, maybe I'll ask you a question, and you, okay, um, you, and you'll answer, and you can ask me what, okay. I'll ask you, basically, what is a crown, and because you hear that term a lot, mm -hmm. what is a crown, 
and why do you do a crown on the two? Okay, so to to the general public, when the general public comes in, <laughs> right, right. Uh, I need that thing called a cap. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, a cap in lay terms is a crown. Okay. The reason that we do crowns on teeth are when there is about, am I correct, one-third of the natural tooth structure fractures dictates most of the time us doing a crown. Now, the question that we normally get is, why are you cutting more off of my tooth? Why are you cutting this tooth down? Well, we call it preparation or prepping the tooth. You have to cut that tooth down or prepare that tooth in a certain manner such that the crown can actually fit over what tooth structure is left Mm -hmm. and fit, let's say, in this distinct part of your mouth and look just like your normal tooth. Okay, right. So, I mean, and and you're so right because in... Doing a crown, there are so many other reasons to make a crown, okay? We call it restoring, restoring. And, the, mm-hmm. and we call it a crown because it is the outside portion of the tooth. It's, it's, it's the portion of the tooth that you see, okay? And a crown restores or puts back, okay? We talk mm-hmm. about restorations all the time. Back what was missing, replaces, Okay. Um, and most of the time, crowns are placed on back teeth. There are a lot of people with crowns on their front teeth, uh, and we'll get into that and bridges and, and things such as that. But a crown replaces what was missing. You may have had a filling that had been in your mouth for, let's say, 10 years, okay? And let's say that filling is cracked now, or uh, there's some separation between that filling and the tooth now. Well, a dentist like myself is not going to dig out the old filling just by itself. I'm going to dig the filling out. I'm going to place more filling in there, but I'm also going to, going to put something over that tooth to protect it from the force that caused the tooth to break in the first place. Okay, And that's very important. Um, so a crown is, 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 is a very good restoration to have. Also, if you have a root canal, a root canal is the inside portion of the tooth, we just talked about hollowing out the tooth and cleaning it out and then putting synthetic filling in there. But what I'd like to um, explain to patients that once you have a root canal, that tooth is more like a a eggshell that there's no more yolk inside anymore. Mm -hmm. So if you put pressure on the eggshell, it's just going to crumble up and break, okay? Mm -hmm. So now, with doing a crown on that tooth that's had, you've saved the tooth with the root canal, you put what we call an anchor in there, like a, what we call a post. It's, I'm, I'm using some layman terms, but we anchor that tooth with a post. And now we restore it with the crown so that, once again, that eggshell or that tooth just doesn't crumble mm-hmm. when you bite on it. It's got strength now. And crowns are made from all types of materials now that are just strong. I mean, we have zirconia. We have porcelain. Um, we have all metal. We have gold. But most of the crowns now are made from a substance called zirconia. Um, you might have heard the term cubic zirconia. Mm-hmm. And, and that zirconia is so hard. Okay, it's, it's, it's as hard as your tooth structure. Uh, and in some people's terms, it's even harder. And that will allow you to bite on that tooth, hopefully the rest of your life, 
without having that tooth crumble again. So mm -hmm. crowns are extremely important in dentistry. Mm -hmm. um, people don't understand that there, in order to put a crown on, yes, certain parts of the tooth has to be taken away. But again, we're restoring, mm -hmm. okay? So just like when you're doing a house restoration, you don't just put something Correct. new over something old. You take the old part out, and then you plate something new on top of it, mm -hmm. you know? So you can't just put a new tooth on top of an old tooth. Correct. You, you, you're restoring it. So mm -hmm. crowns are extremely important. And, mm -hmm. and so if you have any questions about crowns, you can, of course, call Dr. Telly. He'll tell you all about that and things like that. Well, mm -hmm. I, but I love doing crowns. I do, I do a ton of crowns. We love yeah, it. I love it. Okay. Because they're so cosmetic also. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is what we're going to discuss next. Um, anterior huh. crowns. Now, the question that you probably get that I get all the time yeah, yeah, is, yeah. Hey, I want to look like Denzel. I want I want I my teeth just, just like, just like Denzel. you, man. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> Hollywood smile. The Hollywood yeah, smile. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's Hollywood. the other thing we get. I want the Hollywood smile. Mm -hmm. So let's let's discuss and tell everyone um, about veneers, which is which is probably in Hollywood. Would you say everybody. probably everybody, everybody in Hollywood? Yeah. I would say about ninety-eight yeah. percent of everybody that you see on TV. We right. we notice it exactly. uh, when we look at people. Um, but you want to be very particular, as we'll discuss, because there are cases in which you know everybody wants the veneers; they want them all white. But that is not sometimes the best thing to happen because right. it will look like you have chiclets in your mouth. <laughs> you know. Well, I'm. Yeah, I'm glad you asked that question because I do whew, quite a few veneers. And the veneer is the probably, well, the most cosmetic procedure that you can do um, in terms of getting your teeth to look good. Let's, let's go back just a little bit. Let's just step back a little bit, okay? Mm -hmm. um, let's talk about whitening and things such as that mm -hmm. and, as opposed to crown and veneers and things such as that because just... Um, cleaning your teeth, first of all, will make your teeth look better, okay? Correct. Going, doing, your, doing the correcting. But then once you get beyond that, people go, well, I have this teeth that are out of line. I have these chips on my teeth. Uh, my teeth are a little darker than my, than my mother's teeth, okay? And again, remember, everyone's teeth are not the same color, okay? My teeth are dark. They've always been dark. Um, you, you, your mother may have taken tetracycline mm -hmm. um, when you were in the womb, okay? So your teeth are, are dark from that. From that. Um, everyone wants whiter prettier teeth. And so we're talking about veneers. Veneers are porcelain restorations. It's almost like finger, look at your fingernail if you can. And that fingernail size um, restoration goes on the front of the teeth. And we usually put veneers only on the anterior, well always, mm -hmm. only on the anterior teeth. Well sometimes I put a veneer on a premolar, yeah, a, a premolar. first premolar, yeah. but you know, it doesn't, veneers don't go on back teeth. And so what these veneers do is that um, a technician will shape and color that fingernail size restoration to look exactly the way you would want your teeth to look. I mean, it'll make it nice and round or oval as, as with women and more square as a man, but we can color those veneers just like fingernails. They color those veneers um, on a shade gradient scale of what we, um, like a Vita shade, mm -hmm. and they'll make those veneers um, white or just semi-white semi. or just off-white, okay? Mm -hmm. And we, when, when, I, when I do veneers, I tell patients that there is a difference in color of white. If you look at white paint, no one's, 
teeth are just white, white. Okay. They're, they're different hue of white, okay? Mm -hmm. Eggshell um, white is, is just different from sheet white, okay? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, and, and having just white teeth don't make it, you know, all perfect either. Your oh, complexion, right. I mean, me and you are the same complexion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, your complexion also determines what color that veneer is, okay? So, backing up the veneer, it's just a finger knife, fingernail size projection that goes on the front of the teeth and it goes over the edge. You do have to remove tooth structure mm -hmm. when you're placing a veneer. Mm -hmm. um, but they're beautiful. When they're done well, um, they enhance your smile 100%, okay? Mm -hmm. They're long-lasting. They don't discolor. Um, when you, if you drink coffee or tea, uh, things such as that, mm -hmm. uh, that doesn't discolor them. Um, you do have to maintain um, excellent hygiene, mm -hmm. but Porcelain laminate veneers are the most aesthetic mm -hmm. restorations that you can get right now. Mm -hmm. okay. Now, you hit, you hit a good point. Mm -hmm. The color that you choose okay. for that patient, okay. you know, you always get it in the after effect. Mm -hmm. Well, what if I want to brighten my teeth a little more? Right, right. Well, that is not going to work because right. the color that the technician places in there is the only color that is going to be achieved with that veneer unless you want to pay for a new set and get them lighter. Right. So most of the time what we'll do is we'll have a patient bleach their teeth. Okay. Yeah. That's upper and lower arch and see how far we can get them. Mm -hmm. And then from that point, a lot of times we'll do the veneers you know, afterwards. We'll do it, you know, right. various ways. Right. And then let's talk about teeth that are malaligned, that we can right. use the veneers. Sometimes people's teeth are lingually located, okay. uh, which is most of the time, or smaller. Mm -hmm. And you can achieve a, 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 a more perfect smile, let's call it, with placing a, a veneer in there, right. would you say? Well, you can. And um, again, you, you just mentioned bleaching, okay? And bleaching sometimes is achieved prior to doing a veneer, okay? And we can talk about bleaching also. If you have normal um, teeth that have good enamel, well, doing a, a bleaching is also a good cosmetic option, okay? Mm -hmm. You just um, either use some of the over-counter, and I would start with over-counter products, okay? Mm -hmm. White strips um, and using some of the whitening toothpaste, okay? Mm -hmm. um, bleaching usually does not work on heavy tobacco stains, okay? Mm -hmm. um, um, tetracycline stained teeth, so you, you want to find out what that is. You can go on the internet and look up what is tetracycline staining um, and see if you may have that. Um, bleaching uh, does not work on enamel dysplasia where there's um, a defect in the enamel which shows more of the dentin portion of the tooth. So there are certain things that bleaching will not work on or whitening. Um, it's it's the, the active ingredient is called carbamide peroxide or hydrogen peroxide in its purest form. So you can use a whitening agent first. That's what I would try. And, and then if that doesn't give you the results, then you're looking at doing cosmetic veneering or crowning of the teeth um, to do more than one thing, correct the alignment of the teeth, in, in small alignment mm -hmm. problems. You can close some gaps with mm -hmm. crowns and veneers, okay? Um, and also, you can um, correct some 
slight overbite over jets with the um, with veneering okay mm -hmm. with the crowning so mm -hmm. cosmetics is, is I love cosmetics because you get that immediate 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 effect of showing someone going from um, bad teeth to good teeth mm -hmm. I mean I do that every day we do four mouth restorations where um, we go from molar to molar to, to correct the smile mm -hmm. I've done it uh, hundreds of times over and the same effect is always there Wow <laughs> and isn't it a great effect yeah, yeah. when you have a patient yeah, yeah. That is very satisfied, and then you see them in public, and they're gr oh, they're man. grinning ear to ear, <laughs> you know. And a lot, and and would you agree also? Um, people feel better. They feel amazing. You know, a lot better when your teeth are are, are, are looking good. When they're looking good. Um, you know. I don't know if I'm if we're able to get any. Um, probably won't be able to get any video or audio on. I would show some pictures of before and afters, but maybe we'll do that the next time. Okay. Uh, but anyway, um, the, the effect uh, on a person, I, I always say this, there are certain hidden um, personalities in people. Um, if someone doesn't smile a lot, it's usually not because that person may uh, you know, be a mean person or have, having problems. They may not just have the smile that represents the real them. Correct. Okay, or the person that's hidden inside of them. Okay, they may be, I mean, I've seen this time and time again where there's a whole different individual hidden behind uh, a bad smile, okay? Mm -hmm. And until we bring that out of them with doing veneers or crown, they, they just continue to be in that state of, okay, that person's me. Well, you don't know mm -hmm. until, you know, and I've seen that over and over and over again, okay? So mm -hmm. shyness, you know, um, can also be, um, well, the opposite of can be brought out if their mm -hmm. teeth were looking good. Um, just again sadness because some people just feel sad they've never had a good a good smile so mm -hmm. doing cosmetic veneering um, with whitening the movement of teeth with we're going to talk about that two yeah. braces or Invisalign um, is a life-changing yes it is not just yes it's not just about the teeth correct it is not about this it's way beyond it goes so far beyond that that you never understand mm -hmm. you know it's just I love it I love it my me and my staff we never get tired we see a case come in, it's like, whoa, okay, let's get busy here. Yes. You know, is this just to bring this person to their full you know, potential right now, okay? Mm -hmm. I mean, we do it, um, I wouldn't say quickly, we do it efficiently mm -hmm. and it doesn't take too long. It takes a mm -hmm. lot less time than most people think. Mm -hmm. yeah. We're going to go to a station break and we're going to come back and discuss Invisalign mm -hmm. and traditional braces as how those fit in our, in our practices. Absolutely. And we'll touch on uh, implants. See you in a minute.
right, we're back. <laughs> we're going to discuss with you uh, traditional braces versus uh, Invisalign. Okay. And you and I both do Invisalign right. in, our, in both of our practices. Yeah. And we've seen patients being taken, uh, you know, from, from very crowded teeth, let's call them, mm -hmm. to, you know, as, as straight as we can get them mm -hmm. in the arch. Um, what do you think, you know, it, let, let's discuss traditional, when a patient may need traditional braces versus Invisalign. Because everybody wants to walk around yeah. not with the wires, as they call yeah, with them. With the wires. Well, I mean, that's a great, great question, too, because, I mean, they're the, once again, there's an explosion of um, uh, Invisalign technology. We have um, Smile, you know, Smile Direct, I think it's called, mm -hmm. um, where you're doing it at home yourself now instead of mm -hmm. going to the dentist, okay? Um, everyone, if you can do it, you know, in your car, you could just take a mold. So let's, let's talk about those things, Invisalign. Mm -hmm. And, and the, the, um, the Invisalign story is that Invisalign was, wasn't even created by a dentist, which is, which right. is um, uh, crazy. I wish I had Invisalign. Um, but Invisalign is, is a way to move teeth using what we call um, aligners. They're, they're plastic um, apparatus that go on the teeth, and they have certain um, movements within that plastic to help move a tooth from, say, here to here or to align the teeth. Okay, so it's called Invisalign because it's aligning teeth practically invisibly, you know, with, with the pl clear plastic. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, that's the... Um, the theme behind Invisalign. When it comes to traditional braces, okay, um, I, I do Invisalign, but I do keep a stack of referrals in my um, office for traditional orthodontics because every case is not an Invisalign mm -hmm. case. And again, again, once, and this is just a message to those at home who are doing it at home, you may, you know, you may be doing yourself a disservice or just spending money mm -hmm. um, if you're not properly diagnosed as needing traditional as opposed to Invisalign as opposed to a Smile Direct type thing. Um, there are what we call dental um, um, abnormalities or dental defects of the teeth, and there are skeletal defects mm -hmm. which will cause the teeth to not be aligned, okay? And so when we deal with the dental um, misaligned teeth, you may have what we call just traditional crowding or spacing, okay? But when you're talking about skeletal um, problems, you may have a jaw that protrudes further out, okay, or what, you know, or you may have um, an extra large jaw, or you may have a closed palate, which means you're, you're, you have a, what we call a narrow palate. There's so many um, skeletal abnormalities that would lend you to have traditional braces mm -hmm. as opposed to Invisalign, okay? So, I think that we, as ones that do Invisalign, we do a great service, okay? But we also have to be careful as not to overstep our bounds, yeah. okay, when we're doing Invisalign to tell a patient, well, you're going to be able to correct this problem with a clear, clear, um, transparent apparatus mm -hmm. because the, um, the wires have certain forces that the orthodontist can put on to cause your bone to move or expand because um, that's basically what's happening is the bone is moving and the teeth are shifting okay so you can't just do all of that with a plastic piece you can't do all of it with a plastic piece you need some something more traditional so mm -hmm. um, 
for those of you who are considering doing um, Invisalign, please visit a dentist that can do a proper diagnosis and let you know which, which one's better for you. Because they both work. Correct. But you need to choose the right one Correct. for you. Correct. Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of times, too, we see teeth that have not erupted. Not erupted, uninterrupted, super, super erupted, erupted teeth, teeth on top of teeth. Yeah, so yeah. those teeth a lot of times need forces. <laughs> right. My you cousin know. called me the other day and said, my daughter has 30, 36 teeth. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, aren't you? It's like 36 teeth. I'm like, I'm sure some of them are in the bone somewhere. Yeah. You know, they're not all They're just not all 36 teeth in the mouth. Right, right. right. You, know, you get, we have what we call supernumerary Supernumerary teeth. teeth. Right. Or, or where in cases where you don't have the correct number of teeth that you're supposed to have. You know, mm -hmm. um, missing laterals is, is very, very prominent. You know, your, mm -hmm. your lateral teeth don't come in. They're not there. You're looking on the x-ray going, the mother's looking at you, the father's looking at you going, where's my children's teeth? Right. You're my child's teeth. And we're going, well, they didn't develop. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing you did or that they did that could have caused that. So orthodontics has to be looked at very specifically, mm -hmm. especially when we're talking about clear liner technology and things mm -hmm. such as that. Do not you know, be fooled that it can all be done just so simply. Because mm -hmm. in the day and age, we want things we want simple and easy. Immediate. Immediate, quickly, you know. Mm -hmm. And so um, visit, a, visit a, a, a dentist that, can, that will give you a true um, mm -hmm. assessment of what's going on with your teeth. Which so, yeah. brings me to the next point, and our last point, uh -huh. implants. Okay, once again, yeah. As we were just talking about missing teeth, mm -hmm. uh, missing laterals, um, you know, this, this era now, more people are getting more fixed prosthesis, what, which we call, which mm -hmm. is an implant, instead of partials, let's say, and uh, fixed dentures. Oh, man. I mean, which is... I mean, we love doing yeah, this Yeah, that's, that's a whole yeah. discussion in itself. Yeah. Implants and, and the explosion of implants onto the dental market and also onto the consumer has been tremendous. And when you're discussing implants, it's just, once again, I, 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 um, the Internet is a, is a great source of information, mm -hmm. but it's not the best source of information um, when it comes to implant because... Most people don't realize that the implant is not just um, a single prosthesis that you can put your teeth on. They, most people don't realize an, an implant is nothing more than a screw. Mm -hmm. But how many of these screws do you need Correct. to replace your teeth? Um, where should they be placed? Um, are you healthy enough for those screws? Mm -hmm. Do you have enough bone? For the, I mean, this discussion. I mean, this is a three-hour, honestly, a three-hour oh, no discussion because we're we're still learning about implants. We're still learning um, their value, um, mm -hmm. um, and so when we talk about implants, the, the the basic thing is that an implant is not a tooth. It's something you can build a tooth onto. Okay, it's a it's a little screw that goes into the bone. And that bone has to be harvested or that bone has to grow around that little screw. Make that screw strong. I tell people, think about you putting a deck up in your backyard, okay? Right. First thing you do is you dig a trench, okay? Mm -hmm. And then you put some, some cement in that trench, okay? Then you put the post in that trench. And they leave that post in that, in that cement and say, nobody touch this post, you know, mm -hmm. for the next 48 hours, okay? Because if you touch that post before mm -hmm. that time, in the, in the wet cement, mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. it never ever gets you know it's hard Quite enough to hold hard. hold it down so so an implant works pretty much the same way we make a hole we put an implant in the bone and then we leave that implant undisturbed okay mm-hmm. so I'm saying a single implant but once again diagnosis and treatment planning is so important because how many you need how where they place um, the location mm-hmm. um, the cost all that has to be discussed with your dentist so um, the implant is placed and now we can put a denture a crown mm-hmm. uh, on top of that what we call ankylose or integrated um, implant it's very mm-hmm. important so um, the I mean, what do we talk about here? It's, it's, it's crazy. We could we could, we could we could go, go on all day talking about implants. <laughs> These are things that you and I love to do. that comes into the office, they want implants. I want that. I want that implant. I want that. I want that implant. But again, they may or may not be a candidate, again, because of, does periodontal It goes back to periodontal disease. Osteoporosis, okay? Yes. Um, you know, all those mm-hmm. things affect whether mm-hmm. you can even have an implant or not. Right. Okay. Let's and touch on... Cost and, and well, we'll touch <laughs> yeah. on medications. A lot of times, patients' medications, medications sure. won't allow them. You know, let's say patients on a blood thinner. Yeah. You know, you really don't. You you know, you kind of want to stay away from certain. Let's call it uh, things in dentistry, such as implants. Mm-hmm. When 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 you are a bleeder. Yeah. Well, bleeder. Uh, patients that smoke a lot. You know, and things such Smoking. as that. Smoking. Um, that will cause your implant not to integrate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's important to get, again, a good diagnosis because implants are what, what's the first thing that, that people ask about. We mm-hmm. want to know about these implants. And implants mm-hmm. is a wonderful modality um, for someone to use to restore their, their um, dentition. Let, I mean, everyone's not losing their teeth with gum disease. Some people lose their teeth because of an accident. Mm-hmm. Um, they may have been in an altercation, knocked a tooth out or several teeth out. Um, or they just may have had mm-hmm. poor oral hygiene when they were um, children, never could afford it. Mom and dad could never send them to the dentist. Every time they went to the dentist, they pulled the tooth out. So now they're in a position to say, hey, I want to have what I mm-hmm. never had before, okay? Mm-hmm. Can you give me some implants? And again, implants is not something you do. And they do, okay, let's not say that. They do place implants um, in many instances in a day mm-hmm. and restore um, but it's a case by case. It is a case by case. Case selection. selection. You and I would yeah. prefer we do it, I think, the more yeah. traditional more method. Traditional method. In which we let it heal for three months. Three to four months. Three that, to four that months. The has to sit. Right. And get strong. You know, to us, that's yeah. the way we, right. you know, do. And that's the way most sur- most oral surgeons, surgeons do. do. And then let's get to that real quick. I know we'll probably run out of time, but. Um, implants are being done by everyone, general dentists, periodontists, even in the dentist, root canal specialists. Mm-hmm. Um, you should know that there are different skill levels, okay, mm-hmm. for placing implants. So don't, you know, just go by someone um, that says they place implants. Um, again, I keep a, a stack of referrals in Correct. my office because I only place the simplest forms of implants. Um, some implants have to be done by an oral surgeon, a periodontist, who, um, again, will do a um, a different um, treatment because of what we see on the x-ray, mm-hmm. on the cone beam, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, whether there's bone that needs to be harvested into the site. There's so many aspects to implants. So it's not as simple as most people think it is. It's mm-hmm. not that simple. It's very, very complicated, and every case is a case by case. Don't be fooled by the commercials. 
every case is a case by case by case selection. Mm -hmm. You're not just gonna walk in and you know walk out with teeth the without same day, teeth with that, the same day, without you know you being the perfect candidate for mm -hmm. that type of treatment. No. Well, this ends our discussion for today with wow. my main man, Dr. <laughs> William Kelson. I'm Dr. William Taylor. We're both general dentists in the Silver Spring, uh, Maryland area. Hope you enjoyed today's uh, talk and hope you learned a lot. Yeah. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye.